0: Flat I'll Tell. That fellow can play his guitar and also has an incredible voice. And we're going to be very fortunate here at Fairfield University to be able to see that guy. His name is Murali Coriel, and he's going to be performing over at the Levee here at Fairfield University, along with his good friends Brian Torf on bass, who's also the music director here at Fairfield University, and Peter O'Brien on drums. And this is going to be held Friday, April 27th at the Levee at Fairfield University, free admission and it's all sponsored by uh the face organization and show times at nine thirty p.m and 11 p.m but uh, enough of my talking i'm going to welcome right now to the upper room with joe kelly mr morali Coriel. how you doing
1: great joe Gr- glad to be with you and uh thank you for playing that track and uh looking forward to uh playing over at the levee next uh next friday
0: and that track is uh from 2120 and it's a kickoff track i'm satisfied so uh you really dug up on that one you tearing up, and, and it's a great opener from that CD. What, what made you choose that one?
1: Well, you know it, it, that's that's a very good question because sequencing is you know you could you can sequence the CD in many different ways. But what made us choose that? What made me choose that one was that it was a little bit different um, from just like kind of a standard shuffle. And uh, also Marshall Chess, who you know was the executive producer and the the label president, he really dug that one a lot and. Uh, you know, we just decided that we would start it out with that. It was just kind of a kind of a different different thing, and um, you know, so we, we decided to you know to, to put that one on on there first, just to kind of uh, you know kind of get things going.
0: So it's a good uh, song to kick off uh, to work into the set live.
1: Uh, it's funny. A lot of times I end up closing a set are closing the night with with that track okay um particularly like in uh you know uh, in a blues bar situation um i just find that by the end of the night people are just you know kind of ready to just kind of like rock out to that tune and that you know they could they could dance to it and you know in the recording of, of all these of all these songs for 2120 we really uh most of it was recorded like you know, after playing gigs, you know, after playing a lot of gigs with the band I was playing with at the time, and you know, we were like really warmed up and and really trying to create that, you know, everything was recorded live, and we were really trying to create that, you know, that w- very live, you know, feel like as if we'd been playing together for all for hours and hours and hours, which we had. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it really uh, it really goes to to the vibe of the whole atmosphere that we were trying to create as well.
0: So, as as far as uh style of recording in the studio was it different than your your first cd that you worked on
1: well my my first cd we we did all the basic tracks live but i did uh you know sometimes i I overdubbed a vocal or overdubbed a guitar solo um you know there was some some overdubbing that went on we're virtually with 2120 there was virtually no overdubbing with the exception of like you know a, a harmony part which you know i have not learned how to sing you know two parts at the same time yet um, and uh, you know, okay, you know, there was a couple of tracks that had a you know a second guitar part, um, you know, that we overdubbed. It pretty much like ninety five percent of the thing was just you know what you hear is what you get, and um, you know we just had everything mic'd up in, in in a very live sounding way where you can hear everything very well, and um, that was what we were trying to create to uh, to do um, to really give that that live feel. But, you know, to um, hear everything, be able to hear everything so well um, with, like, the modern recording techniques.
0: Now, are, are you a, a real perfectionist that you really have to hold yourself back from going back and tinkering with it, or are you, are you just the um, opposite way?
1: Let's see. Put, let's put it this way. I would never allow anything to be released with my, with my name on it that I wasn't absolutely proud of. Mm-hmm. But also, I recognize with, with the blues and with soul music, with certain things... We're not trying to be perfect. We're just trying to, you know, get you know the vibe, the, the correct vibe of the whole performance, and just really have it feel right in general. So um, you know, there's there's some notes, um, occasional notes in there that uh, you know, you know, weren't necessarily you know planned. But if the whole thing, if the overall thing felt right, that's what we're going for. You know, we're mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're not trying to be perfect. We can't be perfect. Right. Um, and so you know, we're just uh, you know going for the for the real for the real uh the real feeling there.
0: Well, the 2120 CD which is uh, available on uh czyz and you can go to czyz.com and also your your own website, right?
1: Yes, there's also a website which uh, if anybody just if they know how to spell my name, or even if they know how to spell my last name, Coriel, which many people are familiar with, my, my father, Larry Coriel, mm-hmm. um, or if, if they know the football coach, Don Coriel, right. former football coach. Air
0: Coriel, right? That's right. Any relation? No
1: relation, but many people say, hey, you know who you, you know, you related to Don Coriel or Larry Coriel, to uh-huh. Larry. But uh, if you punch in Morale Coriel, they will get my website, and there's there's a couple of them, but there's... um. You know they're all linked. They're all linked together, and they will. Um, you know, once they get to the main site, they will, it has my uh, schedule and a lot of reviews. And there's audio clips which people can listen to, and uh, you know can keep people up to date with with where I'm at.
0: Now I I, I looked uh, at your website over the weekend and, and looked at your your tour schedule. Y- you you got to get some rest. You're, you're going to be a busy guy this spring and
1: summer. Well, you know I, I love to play. I love to perform. And um, you know, getting to be into the spring, the summer, and fall—that's when it really gets busy. As far as like, you know, that the, a lot of there's a lot more need and, and want for entertainment and and you know, live bands where. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes in the winter time, because of uh, weather conditions, it makes it more difficult to travel, and you know, not people don't go out as often. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the time of the season is to really get out there. You know, um, during this from, from basically now until you know um, the end of the fall, and by then I also hope to have another another record out as well because I've been doing quite a lot of writing and you know, ready to record uh, you know another album. So. So, do you have the home studio to record? I do have a home studio, which mm-hmm. I do my demos at, um, and we're still trying to figure out where we're going to do it. You know, I, my, my brother, who is a very—he's uh, a great engineer and has a studio, a much better studio than I have. He's living out in California, and I may record it there, or I may record it, you know, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many choices these days and, um, you know, I just want to, you know, have the, the combination of like, you know, kind of keeping, keeping the budget reasonable, but you know, making it sound, you know, with the way I want it to sound, um, which, which like I said, I don't go for perfection. I go more for, you know, the general feel, the sound, the vibe, um, you know, and if it passes, you know, my very high standard test mm-hmm. then uh, you know, then we'll, we'll go with that.
0: And uh, how you, how do you hold up with uh, those lengthy tours traveling wise
1: Oh boy you just you really try to eat well and you try to get as much sleep as you can and you know you really try to make yourself as comfortable as you can be um, you know when you're traveling because um, you know the music is the easy part it's just sometimes getting to the gig mm-hmm. um, and you know is it, difficult sometimes and getting there you know with the correct energy level and the correct mindset um, can sometimes be, can be difficult because, you know, if we're taken out of our, out of our element and out of our home and stuff, but, uh, you know, it's something I really enjoy is, is going to different places and, and, uh, you know, bringing my music to people, um, because, you know, you can get so much from the CD, but when you see somebody live up close and in person, you know, it's really a, a different thing. So, um, you know, uh, I, I like to see, I love to feel the connection with, 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 the, uh, with the crowds, with the audiences, you know, all over the place. So um, it's something I really try to do a lot of.
0: And we should also remind people, if they just tuned in, that Murali Coriel, fantastic singer and guitarist, blues, soul, rocky he plays just about everything and he's going to be playing with brian twarf on bass and peter o'brien at drums over at the levee at fairfield university which is about five minutes walking from the studio here and uh free admission it is a sponsored event i take it and shows at 9:30 p.m at 11 p.m um should also let the people out there know that uh they should at least leave uh, a little space for you to get your car in case uh your wife has, has a baby that night
1: Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> that that date is actually the due date, right? Um, and we're hoping that it doesn't come then, right? Um, you know, and uh, you know, because I, I I definitely am going to you know try to be there for the you know the birth of our of our first son. I th- um, I
0: think it'll all work out.
1: I think it will yeah. too. You know, I think it'll you know it'll, it'll come. You know, everything seems to work out in in the right timing. That's the what seems to have uh, been working out in, in my life you know mm-hmm. things have happened and things that were, that were that were planned and things that weren't planned but they all seem to work out in the right timing so uh um I'll be there anyway um you know but, it, but if, in, in case something does happen it would be nice if I could uh you know be able to get, to get out of there you know soon and drive up to the hospital up in up in Kingston New York where my wife will be delivering and mm-hmm. uh, um but we I definitely will be will be at the levee though um, at least for for most of the uh, you know for mo- most if not all of the of the performance but yeah right if uh people could let me get out if i need to then that would be uh, greatly appreciated
0: well morale we're going to get into a, a track off of 2120 i know people are going to be enjoying this because i i put on your cds at home and just you know I'll, i'm blown away by your voice and, and the guitar playing on it thank you and um how about we get into that's how it is when you're in love
1: sounds great
0: uh, what made you choose this one to, for inclusion on it?
1: Well, this is... I mean, it started out, you know, being more of a blues album. Um, and theres it's, it's very blues-heavy. But, um, you know, I really am into a lot of the old soul music and, you know, old R&B music. And this was a song that was originally done years ago, years ago by a soul singer named Otis Clay. And um, there was actually, uh, you know, it, it was just a song that that was given to me and you know amongst a a whole bunch of other ones and this is just one that I could relate to you know every song that I sing uh, whether I've written or whether it's been written by somebody else it's something that I feel that I've gone through or I have experienced Um, and you know that allows me to put my whole soul into it and it was just a song that I think a lot of people don't know and um, you know that I I wanted to do and uh, one that I enjoy playing live as well
0: Okay, we're going to listen to it right now. This is Morali Coriel from Twenty One Twenty, and something called "That's How It Is When You're in Love." <coughs> CD sounds great, of course, and that's Morali Coriel from Twenty One Twenty. That's how it is when you're in love, and this is Joe Kelly here on the Upper Room with you until eight p.m. tonight. But uh, I should emphasize that Morali going to be performing live right here at Fairfield University on April 27th with a uh, couple of your your great friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, how, how how did you meet up with uh, Mr. Brian Swerve and also Peter O'Brien?
1: Well, let's see. Uh, Peter O'Brien, I, I've known for years. He lives, uh, you know, up near me. Uh, he lives in Saugerties, New York, which is near Woodstock, which is near where I live. And we have been playing together. We've known each other for years and had played together, you know, on and off for many years. And um, he's just a really solid guy. Um, he's one of the drummers. Which you know he's capable of playing blues in the correct you know style um, with the right feel, and he's also able to play R and b and funk in the correct style, which uh, there it, it's not you know it's not always the case where there's a, a great blues drummer can play funk real well or a great funk drummer can play blues really well. And that's really what I require because I really like, you know, I like to do both, uh-huh. and I and I need, uh, you know, musicians who can be true to, you know, to to the genre and be able to do them the right, and and also it's important that they enjoy both things. Um, I, th- I think that contributes to them being able to, to play it well. Um, Brian Torf, I I met through, I you know, I met him years ago, but we we really met through uh, a CD that we did together with my father and my brother uh, called The Coriels which, uh, you know, we did last summer. And we, you know, sub- subsequently have done some touring together and some playing together. And, um, you know, being that Brian doesn't live too far from, you know, not too far from where I am um, and, and where I play, you know, certain gigs i said hey man how would you like to you know play in my band you know and 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 do some some straight blues and some r&b and and he uh he said i would love to do that Mm -hmm. and um you know so we've done a couple of gigs together and it's worked out great and um you know it should be a it should be a real treat for the people um of fairfield university to see their music director you know playing um you know in this kind of a context and I know, you know, it's something that Brian enjoys. Um, He really did his homework, you know, learning all my stuff. And he's just a a fantastic, consummate professional musician. And I really enjoy, you know, the individuality that the the different um, players bring to to the table. Um, And so, you know, I I continue to play with different people, um, you know, throughout the course of my career.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I think I was going to mention, that it seems like yourself and Brian... uh, very versatile but always kind of taking a chance uh with with your various projects i mean you played up in danbury this uh past friday and you or thursday it was uh, thursday sorry yeah. um with some of the uh people you probably haven't jammed with ever and and you just what makes you uh, how should i say how, how do you uh, approach a situation like that
1: well it first of all um I had heard, you know, you know, I had Jen Durkin sit, you know, be my special guest, this fantastic singer, and I had heard of her, and then I heard her music, and I heard from many different people that, you know, she was, you know, really good to work with, and of course, you know, she had worked with Bernie Worrell, and, you know, who is, you know, very, you know, one of my favorite, you know, funk artists of all time. Um, we had just done some talking and it seemed like we had both been kind of coming from the same places musically. We both spoke a lot of the same musical language and knew a lot of the same songs. And, um, you know, I said, let's, let's try this, you know, and, uh, it worked out really well. I mean, we, we did some, some harmonizing together, some, some, uh, trading, some, you know, a couple of duets and that, you know, and, um, you know, let her sing some lead, let me sing some lead. And, uh, um... You know it, it was fun it, because it, it makes it when you play with different people and sometimes even if you've never played with them before it makes it obviously interesting and and spontaneous for the musicians but then you know if they if, if the musicians are good and are in control of the situation it makes it very spontaneous in an enjoyable way for the audience so it's really like a you know a way for us to, you know we could be playing the same music but with different people it mm-hmm. makes it different
0: Now, when you're on stage together, people, you have, for instance, uh, Jen Durkin this past uh, Thursday. Mm -hmm. Do do you have to, well, look out that you're not stepping on each other's feet with the different things?
1: Uh, Yeah, Of course, yeah. Especially when you're dealing with two lead singers, right? That's why you know we did a little talking and you know said let's do this. And the thing about Jen was that you know she didn't have you know any you know any attitude at all. I mean, yeah,
0: she's she's real nice,
1: very very relaxed and laid back and. You know, and um, you know and and I like to think of myself as you know, I, I enjoy you know having good players, you know, good singers and good players play with me. Um, to me, it just you know adds to the strength of you know my show and my performance. Um, but yeah, certainly, you know we we like to let the you know people, I like to let the people, in my band you know play to their strengths i like to let them you know get off so to speak because mm-hmm. um, i i know what it's like to you know be in a situation to be and to feel kind of constrained like you know let me have a chance to do what i know i can do well so um you know we we uh i try to you know give give respect and give room to you know the people that are that are playing with me
0: now, you're growing up in uh, the world-renowned Correale family. Of course, your father, a fantastic guitarist, and your brother, Julian. Do mm-hmm. um, you want to talk a little bit about picking up the guitar yourself when you, when you were younger? And, and
1: Well, sure. I mean, actually, b- because of all that, it made me pick up the guitar later because mm-hmm. my brother picked it up real early and seemed to just like take to it very, very easily. And it was kind of like uh, intimidating to me, you know, or it, it seemed to be very, come very easily to him and not as easily to me. Um, and then it wasn't until I, you know, really uh, started listening to the blues, you know, the straight blues. You know, I got into classic rock, and then my dad said, you know, people like Led Zeppelin, and my dad said, if you want to hear some real blues, you know on, you know, go check out B.B. King, you know, the Live at the Regal, and, Uh you know, one of the first albums my dad ever gave me was, you know, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced? And Jimi Hendrix, to me, you know, was always coming from the blues, even though, you know, he was sometimes playing, you know, psychedelic rock kind of stuff. He was, he never really left, I mean, his solos were always blues, really. Um, And so, uh, you know, it wasn't until later on that I started uh, picking it up, but I was always surrounded by incredible musicians um
0: you know Jimi Hendrix, Miles even,
1: davis yeah. and uh, george benson and carlos santana jack Bruce. i mean these are people that i grew up with from from infancy and um you know i always you know knew where to get the good music from and right. when i started to play um i knew you know what i wanted to do and uh, and where i wanted to go and um you, you ever know, do it was helpful having Larry Coryell there to, if I said dad you know show me how to play Little Wing by Jimi Hendrix he would show me
0: you, know? mm-hmm. you, you play uh, noticeably different than your dad right
1: uh, well yeah uh-huh. I, mean, I mean the thing a lot of people don't know about my dad is he, you know, he can play the blues amazing and um, he's went through many different phases in, you know, he's went through many different phases in his career where he's played fusion he's played rock he's played classical right um and am oh, sorry about that would we'll, oh, ignore okay. that call and um, you know it you know i'm still in the phase where i you know i've concentrating a lot not just on my guitar playing but on my singing as well yeah. which my dad used to say but he really you know kind of gave that up years ago and um to me that that's one thing that's really helped set me apart people you know usually expect me to play guitar pretty well but they don't always expect me to to sing like i do um and um yeah so it's all influenced me in in a great way but mostly to go and find my own voice and my own niche as an artist and as a performer and as a musician
0: and speaking of your voice i I think that's definitely one of your strong suits and um i mean it's just you 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 can sing just about any different style and do it really well um what kind of singers influence you
1: well, you know, the, the first singers that really got me were, were the blues singers, people like B.B. King and Howlin' Wolf and, and Muddy Waters and um, people like that. And, and then later on, I got really into um, you know R&B music. And for me, uh, Al Green was a huge influence and still is. Um, people like Al Green and, and Marvin Gaye, James Brown, the, all the classic soul and R&B singers. And then um you know late late later on, um you know I, I like to go back and see what what those people were listening to and mm-hmm. and then I got into some you know very old gospel music, um you know Sam Cook and you know the, is another you know uh, influence as well but, but um you know going back and checking out their gospel roots and what stuff they listen to, and uh you know you can see where all this fantastic emotion and, and and as well as technique and sound is coming from you know where they got you know some things and you know when i when i put it all together and it goes through me it ends up you know coming out coming at me you know and um you know uh which is i don't want to you know i want to have my own voice i don't want to be just called you know someone who just copies or, or you know somebody else but we all start out, you know, kind of emulating or imitating somebody else. But mm-hmm. as we develop as, you know, performers and artists, we, um, you know, find our own voice.
0: Do you have any James Brown splits in your repertoire?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could do an entire week of James Brown. Uh huh. Oh Not James yeah. James Brown splits. I can't yeah. dance like him, but, <laughs> but uh, I could do, you know, ton, you know, so I could play him, you know. For I mean, I could do, so, sometimes my my sets. Become you know an entire James Brown medley and wow. times when I played with uh, Kenwood Denard, who himself has played you know played and recorded with Macy O Parker right and you know they basically do like the whole James Brown book mm-hmm. um you know he just he just nails that and and again um you know when I when I have Kenwood on the gig because he's so great in playing that that uh you know those tunes I make sure that we do that stuff because I like to play stuff that you know, that plays to the strength of the band members.
0: Hey, you and I are both uh, Prince fans, and Prince just has a new song out called The Work Part One. I don't know if you heard it.
1: Didn't hear it yet,
0: um, but I, I it's saw inv- Purple
1: Rain on TV the other night and I thought about you.
0: Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you'll bring a Prince song to the levee. Who knows? I think so. Oh, that would be cool.
1: I did play yeah. one the other night and hoping you were there, but I'll, I'll play it again. So.
0: Oh, what'd you play the other night?
1: Uh, I played Kiss. Oh, okay. Yeah, which uh, tends to get people out there and you know, I you know, people people tend to to say, "Wow, I've never heard anybody do that song." Or do you, you know, sing it, it in the falsetto like that? So you know, people people, you know, I tend to remember. You know, when you know, I depend on the, the audience reaction, and when they say, "Hey, I really like the way you did that song," or "Would you please do that song?" Mm-hmm. You know, I like to I like to give the people you know what they want. Yeah,
0: and turn it into your own style. That's yeah. right. Well, we're going to get into another track from this great CD, Twenty One Twenty. From Morali Coriel, and uh, we'll go with one of the uh, singers you mentioned before, Mr. Marvin Gay, Sexual yeah. Healing, and then we'll come back and talk uh, for a few minutes and get into another track to go out. But uh, we'll take a listen right now. Morali Coriel, and he's going to be at the Levee on April 27th of Friday night, show times 9 30 and 11 p.m. This is The Upper Room. From Morali Coriel's CD 2120, the Marvin Gay Classic sexual healing. And I know uh, a lot of college students still like that and all sorts of versions, but that's Murali Coriel doing it, and he's been my special guest here on The Upper Room with Joe Kelly, and I want to thank you for taking time out of your Monday schedule. So, uh, you got some more dates coming up besides Fairfield U, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Lots uh-huh. of dates. We're, we're, we're keeping busy. Uh, you know, as far as stuff in the area, I know we, we make, you know, a few of the mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we just uh, will be coming coming to your area if if they want us. You know, we, we like to play wherever we're wanted. And yeah, uh, hey, I
0: noticed we, uh, the Blues Cafe up in New Haven. You're gonna you can do a, a date up there.
1: That's right. Now that's right. a great place that I, I really enjoy playing there. Every time I played there, it's been a wonderful, fun, successful night.
0: Right. Yeah, I've I've always enjoyed watching the show over there. But uh, people uh, can go to the website that Morali was talking about, czyz.com. And uh, you can order the CD, and morali's going to have uh, various... Are you going to bring uh, other ones besides 2120?
1: That's right. There'll be 2120. Okay. It'll be my first CD, Eyes Wide Open. Okay. And there'll also be the CD I recorded with my father and my brother called the Coriels, which Brian Torf is on as well. Right. Um, so, yeah, we'll have three different ones there. And uh, definitely pick them up because they're all different, and I'm proud of all of them. And, um, you know, I definitely want people to have the music if they enjoy it.
0: And the concert is being held right here at Fairfield University, The Levee. Everybody knows that out there. And if you're on the Internet listening and uh, you feel like traveling to Fairfield, Connecticut, uh, please do come check Morale Coriel out as he performs with uh, two other great, talented musicians. The music director here at Fairfield University, uh, Brian Torf, a very special guest here at the Upper Room on bass, and Peter O'Brien on drums. And uh is going to be performing uh, two sets that night. 9:30 p.m and 11 p.m and it's free admissions so you can't beat that and please uh do support Morali and uh his other folks by bringing a little extra scratch to buy some of the cds that will be available and uh i just want to thank you once again Morali.
1: thank you joe it's been very enjoyable and uh we'll have to do it again sometime and uh you know we'll touch on some other some other things you know yeah
0: because i mean you we, we only touched the surface of what what's uh, going on with you music wise and
1: you well, know. that's that's why there's that's why there's you know if you could get it all done in one day it would be pretty pretty boring yeah
0: would be but all talking.
1: little down. room little room there for some yeah. <laughs>
0: they'd be saying oh we heard those guys talk before that's click right. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna have you back and uh, I'm gonna be checking you out Friday April 27th at the levy and uh, we'll get into a track right now from 2120 your latest CD it's called Stop an original and uh, how'd this go about in the studio.
1: Oh, it's great, man! It's just a it's a track that we had had been playing quite a lot before, and um, uh, so it was very easy to cut. I mean, we we had been playing that song for years, and so we were very comfortable with it, and we just we laid it down, man. And uh, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's you know, I like the, I like the way it came out, and I, I I pretty much always play this one live as well. So
0: so you'll be um, hearing it most likely April twenty seventh, folks. Right. Yeah. And uh, here he is, Morali Corio. Thanks, Morali.